been selected. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Good afternoon and welcome to All Things Inspirational. This is Brian the Quadfather Swift. I hope your day started out well. It's sunny out. If you get a chance, get outside. You know I'm a big advocate of being outdoors. And again, we'll we'll start with the quote, I love being inspired in the morning or any time during the day. So here we go. You don't always need a plan. Sometimes you just need to breathe, trust, let go, and see what happens. And that will get you going. Uh, sometimes we wait too long to get going. Sometimes we want to wait for a perfect time. But I find out that the people I talk to sometimes are just putting off because of the fear factor, because they're looking for a perfect time. And whatever that may be, whether it's a perfect time to start back at school, a perfect time to start a new career, be an entrepreneur, start that venture, there are no perfect times. Sometimes you just have to trust in yourself, trust in your vision, trust in your plan and your goals and get after it and go make it happen. So keep that in mind. If you're out there and you're hesitating, just go for it. Trust me, it tends to work out and you'll figure it out along the way. Quick note, uh, if you are a baseball fan and you like going to local games like the Joliet Slammers, they have partnered with SOAR, which is Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps people with disabilities get outdoors. So if you're ordering tickets for a Juliet Slammers baseball game, use code SOAR, S-O-A-R, and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to that nonprofit. So again, if you're going to go to a game, and I know that Juliet Slammers do a great job of entertaining their crowds, use code SOAR and help out a local nonprofit. Today, we're going to talk about really being an advocate for yourself, uh, the benefits of doing what you need to do with the help of others. Nobody gets where they're at by themselves, just by themselves. Um, I have been blessed to get where I'm at as a C5, C6 quad with the help of so many people in my past and in my present state people that help me, whether that be physically, uh, whether that be mentally, whether that be spiritually or socially. Uh, we all need those people in our lives. We all need people to get over those those humps. And I'm a big believer it's okay to need people. And it's even better when you get by those humps and you can be that person somebody needs. And that's ultimately what you want to get to is we all be here, we all are here to help each other and get each other through these humps in life and these these unpleasant times. So if you're struggling, uh, if you're looking for direction, if, you, if you're really looking to thrive, you know, there are people, there are organizations, there are businesses, there are ways to get out there and start thriving and get past those bumps in life 
the one of the biggest things I think you have to realize is you have to be an advocate. You have to be an advocate for yourself. You have to be an advocate sometimes for your children. You have to be an advocate for your spouse. But advocating for what you need is extremely important. And I know some people struggle with that. So if you're struggling with that, that's why we have this nonprofit called SOAR. If you're looking for help with a disability to get back outdoors, uh, if you're looking for mentors or coaches, they're out there, utilize them. They're a big part of what has gotten a lot of us to where we're going. And that brings me into our guest that we'll bring on after our, our commercials. But we have a guest, Al Anderson. He is the president of Guildhouse. And much like I just talked about, they are extreme advocates for people to help them along their struggles to help them put themselves in a better position, to help them get to a better spot. We all need these type of people, these type of organizations in our lives at certain times. So we're going to hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to bring on Al Anderson, the president of Guildhouse. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Brian the Quadfather Swift and All Things Inspirational. I want to introduce our guest, Al Anderson, and uh, I have had the pleasure of knowing Al for a couple of years and seeing the efforts and seeing some of the work they do, and uh, which is amazing, especially seeing the outcome of some of the people that come through their program at the Guildhouse. Welcome, Al. Thank you, Brian, and thanks a lot for the opportunity to be on your show. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the Guildhouse um, and what you do. I, I know a little bit about it, but give, give, us a, give the people out there a little more details about where you're at and some of the things you offer. Okay. Um, the Guildhouse is located in Blue Island. It's been there for, uh, since 1987. It was started by a retired fireman who saw the need for um, a sober living environment on the south side of Chicago. So after uh, many tries by Jack King, who was the retired fireman, of trying to get sober, he did get sober, and then his dream came true of buying the Guildhouse. And uh, so he's been, it's been operating since 1987. Uh, we've helped you know, thousands of people go through the 12 steps of AA and also NA, different types of support groups. And it gives these gentlemen time for them to work on themselves. You know, it gives them time. It's, it's a living environment. They live there for approximately three months. It's a commitment of three months. And they have counseling and everything like that, meetings, and a bunch of fellowship that they do. And that's really the magic of the house. It's all the guys within the house that create the magic, the fellowship of the programs that they're involved in. So, I mean, what you ultimately offer is, is an opportunity that, these men don't find anywhere else. And I'm not saying there's not other places they can go, but you offer them a structure and, and something that you've seen work for, for many years. This isn't new. The structure you have isn't new. The process you have isn't new. It's a proven process. It's a proven structure that these men could come in and be a part of, correct? Yes, it's an extremely structured environment. I mean, the rules... There's, there's rules that they have to go through with their buddy the first day they come in, and there's a lot of them. Now, many of them are common sense, but there's a lot of rules because if we didn't have rules, we'd have chaos. And so they have to follow the rules, and that's what 
the men coming in need is structure in their life. And so by giving them the structure gives them the opportunity to then dig deep and find out what they can do to better their lives and become part of a recovery program. Well, I mean, structure is what we all need. I mean, whether we're battling what they're battling, if we didn't have rules and structure, like you said, we'd all be in chaos. Our lives would be in total chaos if we didn't have structure and some type of rules that we ultimately realized benefited us. Even though we might not like them, like life, right? I mean, there's rules out there we don't like, I don't like, but we follow and ultimately it does give our lives a better chance to move forward with our dreams, with our goals and become a contributing part of society. Now, I've been lucky to see some of these young men not at your house go through the program, but understand the stories from where they come into the house. They don't have a job. They don't have a driver's license. They really don't have a purpose. And I've seen them go from that to working where certain businesses have given them opportunity to work. And now all of a sudden they're getting up every morning and they have a responsibility to work. And now they're working at their driver's license. Tell you, do you have any stories or without, you know, that you could share how you've seen some of these people come through the process and just take off and thrive? It's, it's amazing uh, when you talk to a guy on the first day that they're in the house. Now, in most cases, these gentlemen coming into the house um, have come from a certain 28-day treatment program. So they've got a little bit of stability in their lives already. You know, but they come in. Usually no ID, no social security card, no driver's license. And there's a whole set of a process that we put them through. You know, they have to get admitted, but then they meet. And I have a, a, there's a great staff that works there. We have a clinical director that has 30 years of experience. You know, it, the stuff that he helps us with and the stuff that he's helps the gentlemen with that are in the house, I don't think could be matched by anybody in the city of Chicago. He's just he's just a wealth of knowledge. You know, and then we have great counselors there that are energetic and they are so into helping each of the guys in the house. It's just really a, an amazing sight to see. And then we have office people that are involved and that's where things come into play like getting a driver's license or getting an ID. You know, and that's most important. You know, that's how they start. You know, once they get their ID, then things start opening up for them. You know, they can then go look for a job. I mean, Jack King was a proponent of guys working. You know, men are supposed to work. You know, that was what he said. And so once we get guys out working, they cannot be in their head all day. You know, they're out doing the jobs. And I call them get well jobs. You know, they come into the house and they get a get well job. You know, it could be, you know, a job that they're making 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 15 bucks an hour. The pay doesn't really matter. You know, it just matters that, you know what, I'm doing something for eight hours a day, and then when they come home at night, they're able to, to come in and know that, hey, I put a good days of work in. And yes, I've seen some guys, you know, we have some very great partners throughout the city of Chicago and suburbs that hire some guys from the house. And then you get to see their growth throughout their time at the Guild House, you know, and then you see them grow from there. They'll, they may leave that get well job and then become union members or, or do whatever they can do. I tell each guy, I meet with each guy on the second day every... Every guy that comes in on the second day. So I ask them, how did they slept? How was the dinner? How was the meeting last night? And then we talk about things. And I say, you know, you're in a magical place. You have an opportunity to have a whiteboard behind you when you come out of here. You can do whatever you want. 
You know, if you were a painter and you don't want to be a painter, you can go back to school and do whatever you want. If you were whatever you were doing before, if you don't want to do that, you'll be able to have the ability to do whatever you want because you will be drug free, alcohol free and be able to live a life that you wanted to live or live the life that God wanted you to live. That's awesome. And you you brought up so many things. One, I, I, I agree that men are meant to work. And I think that goes down to having a purpose. And I appreciate that because being in a wheelchair and being hurt in the 70s, there was not this drive for people with disabilities to see, to have a purpose because they didn't think we could accomplish a purpose. When I say they, I mean the statistics on people with disabilities working was was really frightening. It was slim. And I don't know, I've been blessed to either be in school or have a job ever since I broke my neck. And that purpose, that ability to wake up and know that one, I have a responsibility to, I'm going to accomplish something and can hold my head up is really what I think drives us men to a huge degree. And then knowing that you're not just helping yourself, you're seeing the the fruits of your labor and what you're working for. And now maybe you're, you're back supporting your family. Maybe you're back supporting your kids. You're back into an environment that keeps you, and you brought this up, keeps you out of your own head. Because ultimately, we're our, I'm, I'm my worst enemy. We are all our worst enemy. And the more free time I have, when I say free time, I don't just mean you know, time between stuff, but too much think time, it doesn't lead anywhere good. And I don't mean time to think about, okay, what we can do for vacation or, hey, what do we need to do on the house or, you know, what do I need to get done the weekend? I mean, just dead time where there's no purpose come Monday. There's no purpose Tuesday. There's no purpose Wednesday. That almost becomes dangerous. And it sounds like you guys offer and provide such amazing support. Just think, most people can't can't find or will never get that kind of support that you guys offer. Well, like you said, though, purpose. And for us, purpose provides hope. And that's what these guys need is hope. You know, if they have some hope to grab onto and they can see, you know, people in the program that are living life, alcohol and drug free, that are thriving, you know, that are living a life that are happy. Now, happy doesn't mean that they have a bank account with a million dollars in it. The, the materialistic stuff goes away with guys that are in the program. It's about being happy with what you're doing and, and, it, and knowing that, you know what, it's okay just to be okay. And so by us giving a purpose or them working, knowing that that's going to provide them the hope they need to try to get through this time of their life is what we're really all about. You know, we have great help. You know, we have a board of directors that's very involved. We have an alumni association that helps guys with, you know, sometimes, you know, getting back a driver's license may cost some money and guys don't have the money, you know, and depending on, you know, depending on what the, the guy will ask and submit a request and things like that. And sometimes we, the alumni association is able to help them because we know that things like a driver's license or just an ID opens up their world and they're able then to move on to get a job, a better job, or whatever they need to do. So there's a lot of support at the Guildhouse that that uh, we can look at that helps every guy that's living there. That's fantastic. You you bring something else up that 
sometimes I think goes overlooked uh, and and maybe unappreciated. But you guys, as a as individuals, you're collectively as the Guildhouse believe in what not just believe in what you're doing, but you bring these men into this structured environment and you believe in them more than they believe in themselves, I'm guessing, at first. I mean, they're the ones that are looking for all this structure, all this support. And as we've all seen, getting somebody and having somebody that believes in you is so important. And it sounds like this whole house is set up and this whole system is set up based around this belief that the the man, the gentleman who started the house really wanted is this family kind of atmosphere where we're all there, we're all moving forward. It's not about the physical, like you said, it's not about the the physical things. It's about getting a good foundation, you starting to love yourself, you starting to care about yourself, you starting to understand there's value in the things that we do and what a great foundation to get these men started with. Yeah, you know, we have a saying at the Guildhouse. The first saying that was by Jack King was, you got to want to. So each guy that comes in, he has to want to be part of the program. He has to want to get sober. You know, I get a lot of people asking me, hey, can you get uncle or uh, my nephew in, you know, my nephew Joey? And I'll have 40 people call me about nephew Joey, but I never hear from nephew Joey. So it's hard to get nephew Joey in the house if he doesn't want to be in the house. So that's the big saying that Jack King started is you got to want to, you know. The other thing is we believe that we're a family in the house living together, submerged in recovery. And it was evident during COVID. You know, during COVID, everything was shut down and all AA meetings were shut down, but not at the Guildhouse. These guys made up meetings. You know, they made meetings up. Hey, let's do this type of meeting tomorrow night. Let's do this one on Saturday. They, they went to more meetings in the house than they probably would on a regular when COVID wasn't around. And it was, it was something amazing to watch them guys come together. That, that's awesome because that says a lot about the structure that you've provided. When you get people that want to follow that and that want to not just follow it, but, but want to initiate it when they don't have to, that's an impact. You guys have made an impact. And as I started the show off with talking about advocating, right? Uh, in your example, you know, you can have people that advocate for you, but if you don't want it, it doesn't matter. And I, I understand that uh, uh, too well because as a person with a disability, as a person that runs a nonprofit, I reach out and I do a lot of peer counseling. And I talk to a lot of people who say they want to put themselves in a better situation and they want to get a job or they want to start to do more, start to learn how to drive. But yet when we talk about the steps it takes, we talk about the effort that needs to be put in, they seem to fall off. And I'm sure that's, that's what you see with certain people in your example, definitely where, you know, the people around the example you gave Joey want him to put, be put in this situation. But until Joey wants it, until Joey advocates for himself, until he makes an effort to do that, 
I can want these people to get a job. I can want these people to drive. I could take all these people that are quadriplegics or paraplegics and talk till I'm blue in the face, but until they want it and they actually decide to put in the effort, what I want, what you want really doesn't matter in their lives. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, you brought up a point before about, you know, these guys come in and a lot of bridges have been burned, you know, from wife, partner, mom and dad, kids, you know, they've burned every bridge possible. And because all all family members, all friends have heard the promises a thousand times, you know, when they come in here though, we want to be that foundation. So we want to love them until they love themselves really, you know, and that gives them the hope that they need to, to, to wake up the next morning and say, okay, I'm going to go look for a job or I'm going to go do this, or I'm going to go to a meeting. And that's what we look for. You know, we have, they have certain meetings that they have to go to. There's a certain number of meetings that they have to, have to attend every week. You know, so there's a lot of structure that puts them on the right path. We give them the tools, but they got to want to use the tools to be able to su- succeed through the program. Uh, I agree, and it's important. It reminds me of something my mother said, uh, in, and it was dealing with kids, uh, I think we've all been through this with our kids to some degree, and it's definitely something in in your, in your shoes and your situation. You see, uh, I see it with dealing with people with disabilities. Sometimes you got to love them the most when they need it the least. That is not an easy thing to do. That's not an easy thing to do as a parent. That's not an easy thing to do as a coach. That's not an easy thing to do in your situation in the Guildhouse to take these people, as you said, that are burnt bridges and that aren't loving themselves, and try to convince them and try to provide the structure that provides them an opportunity to get back to loving themselves. Absolutely. You know, and there's another, you know, resource that we feel we are. You know, uh, with the way drugs and alcohol are being used now with opiates out there, you know, we're seeing a lot of kids come in younger. You know, so now you have a mom and dad at home that has no idea what to do, right? They've got Joey sitting out there. And they right. don't know what to do with them. You know, there's tough love, whatever, but they don't really know what to do. And all I can tell them out there in, in the radio is to say, hey, give us a call. We will point you in any direction that, that you need to be pointed to, be it a detox center, a treatment center, a long-term residential treatment center, whatever it is. But we want to be that first call because most parents don't know you know, what to do. They don't know who to call and we want to be there. So just, yeah, give us a call and we'll let you know, we'll help you get to the right person that you need to talk to, to help son, nephew, whatever it is. So you're, you're not, not just hands on, you're, you're an amazing resource center because of one Jack King starting this so many years ago Two, this is what you do. This, this is your forte. And as you said, when, our kids, whether you're, you know, a hands-on parent, a helicopter parent, whatever you are, no matter how much you do, sometimes kids make really bad decisions. And that being said, it's not a comfortable spot for a parent. It's an embarrassing spot. It's a spot that leaves you wondering about not just yourself, but the direction to go in with, with your child. So you become a great resource where they don't have to talk to a neighbor and ask a neighbor. They don't have to talk to a family member and ask a family member. They can call the guild house and get some direction. 
Yeah, and what's really nice is that we have a very active alumni association. So there's a lot of experience. You know, there isn't a story that can be told by a parent that somebody hasn't heard. You know, our clinical director has many years of experience dealing with this in different organizations as well. And so, you know, it's great to know that we have people to turn to and say, hey, oh, have them call me. I can tell them where they should go or what to do. So we have many people we can turn to as well. Awesome. Al, we're going to take a little break, hear from our sponsors. And then when we get back, you could tell us about, I know you have an outing coming up on June 5th, a golf outing um, at Glen Eagles. But uh, when we get back, you could tell us a little bit about that. And we'll uh, answer a few questions and give people an idea where they can uh, reach out in terms of a a number or or an address. So uh, a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with... Welcome back and good afternoon. Uh, we're here talking with Al Anderson uh, of the Guildhouse and director of the Guildhouse and uh, hearing some awesome information and stories. Uh, hopefully, if you are in need out there and this strikes a chord with you, uh, we will be letting you know where you can go and get some more information. And it sounds like they're an amazing resource. So please take advantage of these resources that are local and uh, that have been around for years helping people. Al, welcome back. Uh, I know you have uh, the house doesn't run by itself. Nothing does. Uh, And I'm not just talking personnel wise, but financially you're housing uh, men and and creating numerous services and opportunities uh, for them. So you like sort does have different outings and, and fundraisers. Why don't you tell us about your golf outing? Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah, um, we don't have many fundraisers at the Guildhouse, but we do, the golf outing has become quite a fundraiser for us. Um, it started probably roughly nine or ten years ago. Started small, grew organically, which was fantastic. We had to move to a couple different golf courses because we were uh, selling out the golf courses. So, yeah, so this year it's going to be at Glen Eagles, which we've had it there for the past three or four years. Um, The interesting thing about this year's golf outing is Glen Eagles will be closing. So this is our last golf outing at Glen Eagles. Oh, wow. So we really want to go out with a bang. And so, you know, the golf outing is on Sunday, June 5th. Uh, Registration is at noon, and it's a shotgun start at 1, which just means that we're playing scramble golf. And it's $125 per golfer. And with that, you get uh, the golf, of course, you get lunch at the turn, um, and then you get the banquet at night. And the banquet's become an event in itself, you know, and we have a lot of people that the ability to come just to the banquet. If they're not a golfer and they want to come to the banquet, then they can come to the banquet. And at the banquet, we have many raffles and things to raffle off. I mean, our our, um, our guy that gathers all the prizes and everything, does an amazing job all year. He starts, like, after June 5th, he'll start on June 6th for the next year's golf outing. This guy's an amazing, amazing guy. He's driven every day to get gifts, to do stuff for the Guildhouse, to help everybody out at the Guildhouse. Uh, He is the president of our alumni as well. And uh, so, again, it's June 5th, Sunday. Um, It's easy to register. 
what happens is it comes on a first-come, first-served basis. So we have people registering now. Right now, the golf course can hold 288 golfers. We're at 120 golfers already, and we're five weeks out. So, you know, if you want to register, you can do it a couple ways. You can go on our website at www.guildhouse.org. There's a blue bar at the top of it. It says uh, golf registration, and you hit that, and that'll take you right to the link that gets uh, gets you all registered. Or also you can text GOLF2022 to this number, 708-419-4757. And that'll also get you to the same link, so you can do it on your phone. It's very easy. And that way you can register your individually as a golfer. You can register a foursome ate some, whatever you need to do. Um, Also, too, the golf outing is very successful because of its sponsors. So we have many companies that sponsor a hole, and it costs $150 to sponsor a hole. And with that, you get a booklet with your name in it, and also on the uh, the tee box, they have your name of the company or person or family, whoever's sponsoring that hole. And um, um, with that... You know, what we do mention at the banquet is we have this nice booklet of everybody's that's sponsored. And we say, hey, if you're having a problem with your air conditioning, you know, make sure you look in this book first or a plumbing issue or electrical issue. Look in this book first. You know, help our sponsors to do to get more work for the next year. So we try to we try to, you know, wash one hand, you know, help the other. Sure. Hand, things like that. So it's a great outing. We would love to have more people out there. And again, there's opportunities for just banquet only dinner if you want to do that. Uh, it's a great day for us. All the proceeds, you know, they, they go to the maintenance of the house, basically. Our house is built in the 1880s. It's a beautiful oh, wow. historical house. And um, we are in the process of trying to think of renovating it. We have some plans done. We're trying to start thinking about raising money for it. And this golf outing is going to be like our catalyst to start raising money. Uh, I've been promised by the Alumni Association that as soon as I open the campaign that says, hey, we're going to do this fundraising for the renovation of the house, they're going to drop thirty grand into the, into the account. So we're hoping that we can raise three to $350,000 to renovate um, parts of the Guildhouse, move the kitchen, uh, make it more modern. Um, get a little better offices for our counselors because the counselors and our clinical director, those are the guys that do all the hard work. They do all the heavy lifting with, with uh, treating the guys in the house. So we want to make sure that they have a comfortable environment to work in. That's amazing. You've got a lot on your plate. And a house a house built in the eight, 1880s, I'm, I'm guessing, as you mentioned, it, it's historical. It's, it, it's something that's of value, not just to the community of, of Blue Island, but just from a historical perspective and in renovating a house like that, nothing is cheap because nothing from then I'm sure is standard to what we're doing, what homes have been made of or buildings are made of now. So everything needs to be custom, whether it be windows, which I know in our house, we just got windows. Windows are crazy expensive. So $300,000 may seem like a lot of money, but it's really not when you're you're renovating a facility that houses so much help, so much support, and men who are in this need to find that advocating lifestyle for themselves, to find love for themselves, to find purpose for themselves, and whatnot. So if you are a golfer, get out there. If you're not a golfer and you just want a night out, some opportunities, win some great prizes, uh, go there just for dinner, and you. I will be talking about uh, 
and giving people your text golf 2020 number, which is that 708-419-4757. I'll talk about that every Wednesday. If they're looking for information, they could always text or always uh, email you, or they could email me, uh, bswift6262 at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to me if you have any questions, and I can put you in touch with Al and the Guildhouse. That's awesome. Any other plans coming up after you said, you? I know you don't do a ton of uh, this fundraising, but is there anything after the golf outing well, we're that's be, coming up? We're, we're hoping to have an open house in the fall that's going to help really generate this this uh, remodel project. You know, So we want guy, people to come out, and we'll have announcements on our Facebook page along with stuff on the um, on the website. You know, And other than that, we have our picnic every year. It's an annual pig roast picnic. It's held out at Kennedy Park. That's going to be on August 6th this year. Um, we always have a, 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 an alcathon, which is um, a, a group of speakers come in the, on New Year's Eve, and they speak. We'll, we'll probably have 20 speakers speak within a seven-hour period. We, we raffle off. You know, we have a, a virtual raffle. You know, so, so, some stuff that we've had to kind of move with the times. You know, we used to have speakers come into the house, or we used to have just the house open for 24 hours. But with the recent pandemic, we've we've done a lot of Zoom things and stuff like that. So, you know, now this Alcathon has moved from a, from being a 24-hour period just to a seven-hour period. But we're getting 20 or 21 speakers within that period. And it's a great night for the guys to sit in the house and listen to these speakers talk about their experience, strength, and hope. You know, and that and this whole world of recovery is really full circle. You know, you come in broken and... You know, before you know it, you're starting to feel better. You're starting to get that hope back and starting to get that gleam in your eye. And then you're able to provide for your family again. And your kids want to talk to you again. And then all of a sudden, you start becoming an active alumni with the house. And then all of a sudden, you're donating or sponsoring a whole. It all comes full circle. We have so many past alumni or past people that have gone through the house that know this is the place that saved their lives. And now they're giving back. And that's really the program of recovery is giving back because they know that they what they got was given to them freely, and they want to give it freely back to them. Well, like it, like any struggle, and like we started the show with, this is not a, a destination. Recovery is not a destination. It, it, it is a journey. It's something you deal with every day. And I guess I can appreciate that from the sense that I broke my neck when I was 17, and every day I've got to deal with being in a wheelchair. It's not going away. It's it's not something that you know. All of a sudden, I'm you know you're going to be happy about. I've dealt with it for forty years. I've dealt with the ups and the downs, and it's been a journey. But it's been for me mostly a great journey because of the purpose I have. Because I went out there and worked in corporate America, and then went out there and worked in other areas, and, and now I have a radio show and have written books and done things like that. The same type of purpose you're providing for these men this opportunity to go out there and get their identity back and get their life back and, and, and have a purpose and even come back, which is an awesome thing to do, and, and, and then give back. That, that, that ability to give back is such a, such a successful feeling when you've come that, we'll call it full circle, and are now on that other side of that circle, that 180 degree turn where now you're looking inside 
at something that is so far be, hopefully behind you in a sense that you went through the system and now could be a bigger part of that recovery and support part. That's got to be amazing for some of these guys that you see come back and end up on the other side of the circle looking in. It is. It's amazing. And, that, and I get to see that. You know, that's that's I'm fortunate enough to be able to see that every day. You know, um, you know, we're not all going to make it. You know, there's not a 100 percent guarantee that everybody's going to get through this whole recovery um, idea or anything like that. But to see the success stories that come through here, you know, I meet with guys once a week throughout their stay at the house. And there are times when when I'm talking to them, they'll bring a tear to my eye. They'll just talk about how much hope they have now. And it is just, it's an amazing thing to listen to them when you know that you talked to them six weeks ago and they were just down and out. And that they can see the light at the light at the tunnel and says, hey, I can do this. I can become the person. And I said this in the beginning, I can become the person that God wanted me to become. And six weeks isn't a long turnaround time to see such a drastic change. But I believe that people can change in a day. Tomorrow morning, you can wake up with a different perspective, with a different outlook, and decide today is my day that I start that new journey. I start my recovery mentally. I start my recovery spiritually. I start my recovery socially. I start my recovery emotionally because that's what it takes, not not just with the, the gentleman you're dealing with, I've also seen that with people with disabilities, uh, both very young people and and all the way up to, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s that become disabled and their the rug gets pulled out from under them, whether it's their own fault or whether it's just something that happened. The bottom line is they might not have caused it, what happened to them, but they are responsible for their recovery, just like the men you deal with, there might be a lot of excuses or reasons and maybe some legit that that really dragged them down into the dumps. But the bottom line, it is their responsibility 100% to make that decision to get back out. So if you're out there and you're struggling in any kind of way, take a step back, take a deep breath, make that make that hard decision that today's the last day that, that you're going to feel sorry for yourself. Today's the last day you're going to have that uh, negative thinking. Today's the last day that that stinking thinking is going to take over your mind because there are places like the Guildhouse. There are people out there like Al Anderson that are looking and providing help and hope and resources. There are places like SOAR that are out there to help people with disabilities get back out and start living again, whether that's, you know, provide a hand cycle so you could go riding bikes with your kids, whether that's providing wheelchair attachments so you could go back out fishing and hunting and maybe camping. There's resources out there. But as we said, one, you've got to be an advocate for yourself. And two, like the saying in your in your house is you got to want. You got to want to. You got to want to. I mean, right? I mean, you've, I've talked to enough people that, say they want to get back into a better life by getting a job, by driving because they haven't driven because of their disability. They haven't worked because of their disability. 
They're not social because of their disability. And I can talk to them till I'm blue in the face on the phone. I'm sure you've had similar experiences, but they down deep, they just don't really want it yet. Um, hopefully they'll cross that bridge with, with, you know, something that comes to mind because I don't believe people have a bad life. I believe people have a bad situation that turns into a bad day and they let it turn into a bad week that turns into a bad month that turns and it just snowballs. I'm sure you've seen guys in that similar position. Absolutely. I mean, we can see miracles all the time. You know, I have guys that haven't had a driver's license for 15 years. And I'll ask them on that second day when I'm talking to them, what are you going to do about your driver's license? Oh, you know, they're going to want $70,000 in fines and I'm going to have to go to school for 20 years to get my driver's license back. And we say, make the phone call and see what happens. We had a guy just get, he has had a driver's license since 2006. He has his license now. He wow. just bought a car. And he's one of our sta- resident staff members there. You know, so we see miracles happen every day. And the biggest thing, like you said in the open, Brian, was, you know, get moving, right? You know, people want to always, they want to make a plan and they want to plan the result. Well, you can't plan the result. You can plan the action, but you can't plan the result. So we just say, plan the action. The results will come. So we, that's what we thrive on there. We just want people to plan the actions and make the steps that they need to make. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And you're right. We want to plan the result because the result is the happy part. But, you know, life, great, great entrepreneurs, uh, successful people, whether you're a millionaire or not, you don't have to be a millionaire to be successful. You don't have to be uh, on TV to, to be great. We all look at the result, but the blood, sweat, and tears, nobody wants to plan for because as humans, we have this fight or flight, right? We run from pain. And in my last show, I, talk, I talked about pain and I talked about, you know, self-imposed pain, which is putting in the hard work to get where you're going to go. So, and, and you're 100% right. We've got to just step up and take that next step, whatever that may be, that first step. To, don't wait till, and I always say tomorrow's a new day, but you know what? Today's a new day. Start today. Don't wait. Al, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, appreciate all your information. Give the people uh, a one more shout out on maybe where they could mess, uh, you know, uh, message you or, re- or reach the Guildhouse. Of course. You can call the Guildhouse at 708-385-3228. You can always email me at ALA, which is Apple Larry Apple at Guildhouse. G-U-I-L-D-H-A-U-S dot org, O-R-G. Thanks, Brian. Al, thank you so much. You do great work for so many people. You offer such great opportunities. We appreciate it. I'd like to thank my guest, Al, and all the listeners out there. Um, Don't wait to reach out. Don't wait for help. Get out there and, and, and take the first step. I'd like to thank all my sponsors, And we will end the show with a little word from our sponsor.